for guiding us into your house, God. I thank you for being our head, God. I thank you for being our lead, God. I thank you for being our all in all, God. Thank you for leading us into this house, God. Thank you for giving us the unction to come here and serve you, God, and bless you, God, and lift you up, God. We thank you this morning, God. Lord, we just ask that you just have your way on this morning, God. As we come and, and we get the word and, and, we, and we get it in our hearts, God. And we leave here and we, and we know that you are on board, God. We love you. And we praise you this morning, God. We ask you, Lord, just to have your way. Have your way in pastor. Lord, have your way. Lord, we thank you for Pastor Linda, Lord, and she's in Florida or in Georgia with her daughter, God. We just thank you for that, God. Lord, we thank you for her having safe travels and being able to be with her daughter this morning, God. We thank you, God, for a speedy recovery right now, God. Lord, we just, uh, we hold our hands up right now, God, knowing that you are God and you are in control of everything. So we counting it done right now, God. We're counting it done right now, God. The recovery, how you want it to go, God every step that you want to be made, God. God, we know also that you're showing your miracle, even unto the doctors, God, how you do things. We thank you for it right now, God. And we know that you're able, and we're counting it done, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Oh, have your way, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, 
Jesus. You're welcome here, Father. You're welcome here, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Good morning, family. While we're waiting on Apostle to officiate the communion, just want to remind us of this time. This is a time where you want to set your mind on Christ. We've had a wonderful song that has let us know the need that we have. And now we have the opportunity to take a physical manifestation and to in literally ingest that need, even as he told the apostles, unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood, you can have no part. We don't want that to happen. We know we're saved. We know we're filled with the Holy Ghost. But that was an ordinance that he gave to the church. And he said, do it as often as you would in remembrance of me. So we just want to bow our heads right now while we wait on the man of God. And then we'll bring the table out. Father, in the name of Jesus. Your ways are not our ways, God. Your heart, God, is so righteous, so Ours, on the other hand, is wicked. Your word lets us know that there's no good thing in it except Jesus. So we're going to call on the good part this morning, God. The part that brought salvation to such a wicked pile of flesh, Father. Lord, that you would see fit to pick up someone like me and say that I can use that still boggles my mind, God. Lord, I ask you to look into my brothers and my sisters this morning, Father, and remind them of who they are in you, God. to us, God, Be glorified. as our hearts are doing business with you, Father, to say, Lord, I need you, I need this, I need this remembrance right now of your blood, of the bread. Be glorified. So, Lord, as we prepare to receive Be glorified. the man of God, bless him to lead us in this holy sacrament, Father, of your will, the orders that you gave so many years ago, Father, that we are blessed to practice one more time before you, Father. So be glorified. Take my life. 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 Take my Hallelujah. 
Thank the Lord for the prayer this morning. Thank God for his presence in this house. And where will we be without, without the Lord? We thank him for his grace. Uh, this morning, before we get into the word, amen, we want to take the, uh, some time just to partake of the Lord's table. So we're going to ask the deacons and sisters to come, amen, as we prepare our hearts to receive of the sacrament, just give it to God, amen, trusting him, knowing that he's able, amen. Thank God for those who are online watching, amen, and as we take part in this, just be in prayer and surrender your heart also to God during this time, amen, as we partake. And I just want to give a shout out to Pastor Linda and there with Lynette, amen, to both of them. I know that they're watching, amen, wish they could be here, but they're here in spirit. Thank you, Lord. Oftentimes, amen, we... We forget the importance of taking this time out for God and you know, for the sacrament, for the sacrifice, yeah. I said like that, that he made for you and for me, amen, when he came and hung, bled, and died on the cross, and he left a reminder, he gave instruction, and we received that instruction this morning, amen, as we prepare to receive this sacrament. So as they prepare the table before us, and I just want to read, you know, from Scripture. First of all, this is a holy sacrament, not to be taken lightly. Amen. But, you know, we examine ourselves and we surrender our shortcomings, our faults to God. And, you know, he's, he's a forgiver of our sins. Amen. And, and this sacrifice was done that those sins would be covered by him. He's such a gracious God. So. So, amen, we thank the Lord. But we read in John, amen, the sixth chapter, starting at verse 47, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. And this is why we, one of the reasons we do what we do. So I am that bread of life. Our fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Amen. And then it's 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, and speaks to this wise. For I have received of the Lord that which I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it 
and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever eateth and drinketh this, brick, this cup of the Lord unwisely, unworthily, excuse me, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Let, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. What's he saying? You know, examine yourself. Repent of those things. Give them to God, even right now. Amen. And then he says, and so let him eat and drink of that cup, that he may eat and drink worth, un, he, that he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are sick and weak among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, not looking to the left or to the right, he said, but if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. So as we prepare our hearts and our minds, I'm going to ask the deacons to go ahead and prepare to administer the sacrament. Amen. And then we will pray and receive it. And I ask that as you get it, and just wait till everybody has been served, and then we will all partake together. We'll be passing them across the aisles so that you don't have to come and walk so everyone can stay in place. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. anybody. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you, Lord. We thank you for this 
this opportunity that you give us, God. This reminder, Lord, this rededication and commitment of our life, our, our walk before you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for every opportunity we have, God. You say as often as we do it, do it in remembrance of you. We remember the cross, the blood, the suffering, the sacrifice that was made for us. Lord, and as we partake of this communion, as we take of the, the elements representing your body and your blood, we do it with great humility, with great appreciation, with great thanksgiving for what it is that you've done for us. So we bless it, the body and the blood of Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. The scripture says he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, take, eat, for this is my body. And in like manner, he, when he had done, he took the cup. And he said, take and drink, for this is my blood for the New Testament. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So we thank the Lord. Amen. For that sacrifice. Never remember. Nothing. Should I say never forget? <laughs> I said never remember. Never forget what the Lord has done for us. And that blood that was shed is good forever. To cover those sacrifices. To cover those sins. Amen. To set us in right standing. Amen. When we couldn't do it for ourselves, the Lord did it for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Greetings to everybody once again. Let's just pray for the word as we prepare our hearts to go into the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we come before you, God. I humble myself, God. I, I render myself as your servant, Lord, to do your work, to do, bring forth your word as you speak to me and through me, God. Prepare us to hear and to receive, Lord. Lord, we bind up every distraction, everything that will come, Lord, to, to try and take us away from what it is that you would have us to receive on this morning, Lord. We, we bind it up, Lord, Lord, and we, we lose understanding, God. We, we ask you, Lord, to move in the hearts and the minds of each and every one of us, Lord, as we open our heart, our spirit, amen, to hear what your spirit is saying unto us, your church, God. We are your body, Lord, and we want to function according to your will. So we thank you right now. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Today is no different. No different. No different. Just another opportunity, amen, to, to come and to gather with the saints. So we say greetings, amen, to those that are far and near online in the house. Amen. We're so glad that the Lord has given us another day. Amen. And here we are. You know, can you believe we're already in the second half of 2021? <laughs> Seems like we just rolled over into to 2021. And, you know, the year is almost half, you know, half, not almost half over. It is half over. I'm saying almost. And I'm, I'm still trying to get used to writing 2021. You know, I, I still catch myself writing 20 sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's 2021. So, Time is moving fast, and it seems like it's going faster and faster by the minute, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons that we really need to be, you know, in tune with the Spirit of God, amen, because the Scripture tells us, amen, except those days be shortened, 
Amen. Even the very elect, amen, would be deceived. So, I, you know, I, I just look at all this and say, man, Lord, just, just keep my mind on you. Yeah. Keep me focused on you. Don't let me get distracted. Amen. Don't let don't let me go off chasing some rabbit trail somewhere, but help help me to stay right where you want me to be, because, you know, before we know it, amen, the coming of the Lord is going to be upon us. Amen. So we want to work on being ready and not only just for ourselves, amen, but we want to be able to help somebody else. We want to be a light. Amen. We want to be a conduit. Amen. Of the spirit of God operating in somebody else's life. So we want to we want to be in that right place. Amen. So we thank the Lord. Now, if you remember, or we're here and watching, amen, June 13th, amen, as I spoke about, you know, the working of the Holy Spirit, amen, and we we really, you know, just dug in, you know, and looking at how the Holy Spirit is is working, you know, in Scripture, and sometimes it can be easy for us to read right over what the Holy Spirit is doing if we don't just pause and take a second and say, wait a minute. That's the Holy Ghost operating, you know. We, so, you know, I, we had a good time with that message, amen, just laying that out and, and covering, amen, what he's doing. But then I, I, I had to say, I, I, you know, I had so much more to share, but I said I couldn't do it all. That would be another day. Amen. Guess what? Today is another day. Amen. So we're going to go into part two of the working of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, and in part one, we, we, we stroll through Amen. The Old Testament. Amen. Just looking at and, and examining places where the Holy Spirit was operating. Amen. You know, that's that's being proper English. Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, he was operating in, in different ones. Amen. In the days of old. Sometimes, you know, we only think he moved in the New Testament, you know, after after Pentecost. But no, the Holy Spirit's been moving since the beginning of time. Amen. And, and see, we, we looked at some of those. We examined David and Moses. Amen. We looked at Joseph and, and Balaam. Amen. We looked at how he was talks about these men being filled and used by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Joshua and Gideon and, and Samson. And the list goes on and on when you really stop and look and see in the Old Testament how the Holy Spirit was operating and moving upon different ones, amen. It would say upon some, amen, and then it would say some, he was in some, amen. And, and, you know, just seeing it, you might say, well, well, what's the difference between in and on? I, I touched on that before, you know. So either way, it's the power of the Holy Ghost right. operating. And the only major difference is when it says upon, usually that's for a temporary season of time or a specific purpose, but then when it says he's filled, that means he's there continually, yeah. amen, to move in that individual and use that individual. You know, so we looked at these great men and women, amen, and we understood that they couldn't have done what they did without the Holy Ghost on board. Without that, that, that power of the Holy Spirit operating in them and using them, amen, they, they couldn't, have, I mean, Samson couldn't have done what he did. We looked at how he said he took the line and tore it like it was a kid. Like it was a little lamb. We're talking about a full-grown lion. Power of God. And then he didn't even tell his parents what he had done because he was just a child at that time. You know, so we look at, you know, how the Holy Spirit was upon him and moved and did all those different things. You know, but see, we ask, okay, well, what about today? Is the Holy Spirit moving today? Oh, how many of us believe that the Holy Spirit is moving today? Amen. He ain't gone nowhere. He's still right here amongst us, amen. We just, we just got to, again, learn how to recognize and, and not just recognize, but hear the voice of the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to us. 
recognize his power and his authority moving in our lives when we when we really yield ourselves over to him. You know, I, I touched on the fact, amen, that that just because we have the Holy Spirit on board don't mean we ain't going to mess up. That we, we have the, our own will, amen, and we can override that still small voice and do what we want to do. Amen. And see, the Holy Spirit ain't going to force us to do anything, but it, he's there to be our help. The scripture says our paraclete, amen, a helper. Amen. And if we would understand why he's here, amen, if we would just learn to hear that voice, amen, and, and yield to that voice, then we wouldn't make some of the mistakes that we make some of the choices, the decisions that we make, amen, because the Holy Spirit knows the outcome. See, we, we're afraid of the outcome, but he already knows the outcome. And he said he'll never leave us or forsake us, but he'll be with us. Someone say that was Jesus. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. He told us that in Scripture too. So again, it's learn how to look at the whole of Scripture and seeing God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit in all of it. Amen. You know, so as we, we looked, amen, at these different ones and how he moved in the days of old, amen, in the, in the old dispensation, amen, versus, amen, what he, he's doing in New Testament believers like you and I, amen, what he did in the book of Acts, amen, and what he did, you know, through the, through the Gospels, just all those places. So, so we want to take a look at the New Testament today and see if we can find him. In the New Testament. Amen. But we'll go ahead and release the children. I got a little excited and got ahead of myself. So children released to go to their classes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. We, finally, we get to open up their classes. Amen. See, things are opened up. So we're we going to open on up. Amen. And allow them to go and, and get into, the, into their classes. Their teaching. Amen. We thank God for the instructors that are there waiting for them. Hallelujah. Get them in there. Get them in there. Hallelujah. That's the teens, too. I said children, teen. All right. See, we get to go. Yep. But we understand the Holy Spirit is real. And, and the Holy Spirit is not a it, it's a he. It's a person. Amen. Some of them in the council culture will say, well, how you know he's a he? We're not even going to go down that road. Amen. Hallelujah. But we look at this and we understand, amen, that he is real and he's operating in today's society, in today's world. Amen. And, and like I said, we can overlook it and miss it. But, you know, we want to take some time just to look and see. So let's go to work. Amen. Just follow along because we take this journey a little bit through the New Testament. Amen. And see where the Holy Spirit is in the scripture. First place we want to look at, at the first place the Holy Ghost shows up. In the New Testament, one of the first places that, it, that he's mentioned in the New Testament. Amen. So we're going to go to Matthew 1. Amen. Start at the 18th verse. And we're going to look at verse 18 and 20. Amen. It says, now the birth of Jesus. Ah, might surprise you. That's the first place he shows up. Jesus had something to do with it. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the birth of Jesus was on this wise. You know, when as his mother, Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of what? The Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, was not willing to make her a public example, was, my, 
was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, you know, he said, wait a minute, we ain't, we ain't came together, you know, in our, in the culture, they were in spouse, but they still didn't engage in any kind of sexual intercourse or anything until after the marriage ceremony. And here she come telling me, Joseph, I'm pregnant. How would you feel? She said, men, how, how would you feel? You know, you, you've been celibate. You done behaved yourself. You following the custom. You being a spiritual and righteous man. And your fiance comes and tells you after the engagement that she prayed. That'd be kind of a heavy load to bear. You know, but Joseph still loved her, so he wasn't going to just put her out there and just blast because, but he would privately just end the engagement and move on, you know, so he wouldn't embarrass her and put her all out there because sooner or later it's going to start showing up anyway. Right. Because if he did anything else, if he couldn't, then people would say, well, Joseph, what you been doing? Right, right. You ain't supposed to be going there until after you married. So because it's going to be hard for people to believe, well, it wasn't me. It was, it was God. <laughs> Think about that. You know, I, I mean, he's having a hard time. He knows her. He loves her. He's very close to her. And he's having a hard time understanding this, that it was God. Because I'm sure she explained to him what happened. But Joseph was like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is. We're just, going to quiet, we're just going to quietly end this thing. Because I'm not buying into that. But look what happens here. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary unto thee, take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, I mean, he took a, a dream from God. To, to tell Joseph, no, hang in there. Don't end the engagement. Right. You're choking for such a time as this. So Joseph stayed in there, amen, and the rest is history, you know. But again, we see the Holy Ghost showing up and not just filling Mary with spirit, but with child. And now, uh, it, someone say, well, what, what, uh, what, what happened? What uh, in, in Luke, let's see how it says it, what the angel said to her in Luke 1 and 35. It says, and the angel answered and said unto her. Now, this is when he first, the angel first came to Mary and letting her know she was going to be impregnated. Amen. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Now, we, we're still talking about the working of the Holy Ghost, right? It shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing. Why you call it a thing? That holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. Now, you know, you look at this and say, that holy thing. See, this is, this is man engaging with uh, a, a human. Amen. So there ain't nothing like this ever been created before. Knowing that 
God is in control of all things, amen. So he let her know it's going to be holy because it's going to be, you know, the son of God. And we know what his name was, amen. But then we say, well, someone say, well, wait, 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 what about John the Baptist? Didn't he come before Jesus? Wasn't John the Baptist on the scene? And, you know, well, let's, let's take a look at that too. Amen. In Luke, the first chapter, the 11th to the 15th verse, it says this, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. This is talking about Zacharias. He was one of the, the high priests, and he would, he, it was his opportunity Amen. Through the course to to go into the temple as they did yearly. Amen. And burn incense, you know, and go into the most holy place. Amen. In order to do his turn. Amen. And burn it. So he goes in there now all this time. Him and his, his wife. Amen. Have no children. And that's been his prayer, their prayer, their petition. They want children. But then he goes in and, and as he's doing his his job in the temple. While others are outside praying and he's got the cord wrapped around him, amen, in case he went in there unclean, he said he would drop dead and they had to drag the body out so no one else had to go in there. They had to go in there right before the Lord in the Holy of Holies. So he's in there doing his, his, his responsibility, his duty as the high priest, amen. And he comes and as he's doing it, let me start that again and see, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, Standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now he now I can imagine. He's in there. He ain't expecting to see nobody. I mean, he's in there, he's, you know, doing and, and lighting incense, and all of a sudden this angel appears to him. That first off would kind of set you back. In other words, it might scare you. No, but the angel appeared, and, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled. And fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Now his prayer is answered. He's in there, amen, because of that prayer of a child. But look what happens. And thou shalt, not, thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Hallelujah. I told you John was filled before Jesus because John was born before Jesus. Right? Wrong. I'm going to show you what happened. Let's, let's go on. Let's go on. <laughs> and Luke 141. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. So what are you what are you saying? What happened? When Mary was impregnated by God. Amen. One of the first things she did was to go see her aunt, Elizabeth. So she traveled to Elizabeth, who was already three months pregnant. Already. But during their discussion, during this discourse, when Elizabeth heard what was going on with Mary, 
the scripture tells us that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. At that point, John the Baptist and his mama got filled with the Holy Ghost. See, Jesus showed up, amen, the Holy Spirit had come to Mary, amen, and Mary, amen, is carrying this child, and John the Baptist didn't get it until Jesus was already on the scene. He was yet in the womb, but he was already on the scene. He was already operating, amen, and so she was filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, so it wasn't by just them too. I, I, you know, I just love how God does things, you know, because once Elizabeth came to full term and delivered the child, she told the people that were there that they were going to name the child John. And they told her, well, that, there's no one in your, your family named John. That's not according to our custom or our tradition. You know, and during this time, from the time Zechariah got the promise in the temple, because he didn't believe initially, the angel told him, you will not speak until the child is born. See, so for that whole nine months, Zacharias couldn't say a word. Amen. I mean, he went in there talking, but he came out mute. And the angel told him, you won't speak until this child is born. So when Mary, I'm sorry, when, the, when she told, Elizabeth told him, well, we're going to name this child John. Everybody's saying, no, that's, that's not right. And then they looked to the father and they said they start signing to him because they had been signing all these months because he couldn't talk. But then he opened his mouth yeah. and he told him the child will be called John. Amen. And that's the main, and not only that, look what it says in, in Luke 1 And this is the day of that child's birth and the naming of him. He said, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost yeah. and prophesied saying, and he went on to talk about the things that that child was going to do. So not only did the Lord open his mouth, but he gave him prophecy concerning the child and Jesus. You know, we won't take time to go into all that, but I just want you to see the work of the Holy Spirit, how he's operating, even in, in, in these, you know, these New Testament times, amen, the things that he was doing, amen. So I, I thank God because when you stop and you begin to examine and look, the Holy Spirit from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and to today, but that'll be part three when we get to talk about what, how he's operating in the church today. You know, so we, we're going to look at this. Amen. So let's look at Matthew three and 11 and see as John grew up what he said about Jesus. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, who shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now he's saying not only, you know, is, is he going to show up, but now you, talking to all the people that were gathered around, amen, as he was baptizing people, he said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost also and fire. And that fire, I mean, it's going it's to be a quickening spirit. It's going to cause you to move, amen, when it, when it takes place. And I don't know how many of you, amen, have been filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, amen, with the evidence of tongues. But when it come upon you, ain't no doubt about it. Ain't, ain't no doubt about it. Like I said before, when it happened to me, amen, it completely changed my life. Amen. And I was a young Christian, amen, and just few few months in the church, amen, and desiring to know what all this was about. 
Amen. And, and they told him, well, if you just, just yield to God, he'll fill you. And, you know, it, it took me a few months to, just, to, to realign my mind. Am I talking to anybody? Amen. You know, it, it took me, I mean, it wasn't as, okay, I'll do that. No, because I had a lot of stuff going on. Amen. And even after the infilling of the Holy Ghost, there was still stuff going on that needed help. And that's why I needed the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. And when it came, amen, and, and I say it, when he came on board, it changed everything because my belief, I went from being a believer in God and, 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 and the, the, his power to a knower. See, there's a difference between believing because your belief can be shaken. Amen. But when you know that you know that you know, ain't no shaking going to come. Trouble going to come. But you're going to stand on what you know through your experience. Amen. And see, that, that what takes you from just believing something. You know, it, it's sad to say, but many people have believed in God but been swayed other ways. Have believed, amen, in you know, and, and following him and, and going to church and living a, a godly life, but things happen. That's right. Amen. And, and cause them to walk away from that belief. But I feel like when you have this experience with God, you know, when you, you have that knowing that just changes everything, that you know that you know it wasn't you, amen, you know that, I, I, I can't even explain it. You just got to experience it. And it'll change you completely, amen, if we trust him and, and believe in all the things that he's done. Go with me to Mark, the 13th chapter. Amen. We're going to start at verse number nine. It says, but take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils. And in the synagogue, you shall be beaten. Now he's telling his, now look, listen, he, he's talking to his disciples and telling them, you know, as you go and as you walk this, the 12, as they were following him, he, he's letting them know when you do this, these things are going to happen to you. Yeah. Notice he's not telling them that everything is going to be easy. He's not telling them because you, you, you're a follower of me that you're not going to have no trouble in life. That everybody's going to be happy with you and agree with you and, and, and you know, and, and, you know, give you a pat on the back. No, he said, you shall be beaten. You shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for the testimony against them. For a testimony, look, you, when you go before them high rulers, he said, don't change. Still speak the truth. Even though they don't want to hear, he said, a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be preached among all nations. But when they shall lead you, and deliver you up, look what he says, take no thought before what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you, sometimes we, we, we want to we come up with the words. You see, but you just got to make room for the Holy Ghost to move. Yeah. You got to make room for him to work in that situation. See, we're trying to say, how am I going to answer this? What am I going to do? Just keep your mind on Jesus. Just trust him that when it comes time to speak, maybe you're standing before the judge. When it comes time to speak, Lord, word my mouth. Anybody ever prayed that prayer? 
Come on, word my mouth. I know I, I quite on word my mouth. I don't know what. I mean, I have had situations even in, in, in church, and I, I've had questions asked me, you know, and I don't know the answer. But I'm praying. As the question is coming, I'm like, ooh, this is a heavy one right here. So, and after the question is laid out, then I open my mouth, and, and I'm amazed at what's coming out. I'm like, wow, that was good. I ain't Oh. Will, see, see. so sometimes we want to be the orator. All we got to do is be the mouthpiece. You know, how, how am I going to answer my wife? How am I going to answer, you know, you just got, Lord, help me right now. Because you don't want to lie. You don't want to go on a defense, right? You know, when, when situations are happening, or they, they're trying to pin you up against the wall on your job about your faith, Lord. Word in my mouth. Right now. Because you're going to be tested and you're going to be tried. Don't rely on your own self. We talked about that on Wednesday. You know, lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways, it says, to acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. This scripture is telling he shall word your mouth. If you just trust him, you, we are here to represent him, you know, and he, he don't want to let us look crazy. He said he, he, he don't want to let us be ashamed. No. So if we just back up, take a minute. You know, people say you know, that about me all the time. Now, he's not quick to speak. Oh, he just say yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's on purpose because I don't want to say something of myself. Right, I, I want to be led. And I'm speaking into people's lives. I'm speaking into people's situations. Amen. And I don't want to just come off the top of my head with an answer. And I, I, you know, I don't want to just bust up some scriptures and throw them out there. No. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Let him word your mouth in good times and in bad times and struggles. Let him be the one. Amen. Because that's a promise. Amen. He told it to them. Amen. And I believe it applies to us just as well. If we would just trust and stand on his word, amen, and believe him. Now, another place, another time we see the Holy Spirit in the, in the New Testament, amen, in the book of Luke, the second chapter, verse 25, amen. There was a man named Simeon, and he had been told to go into the temple and wait, and he would not see death until he saw the Messiah, amen. until he saw the anointed one, the Christ. And so, so, him being faithful, he went and he daily in the temple praying and trusting and believing God. He said, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Now he's waiting here and he's being led and moving by the Holy Spirit was on him. Amen. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, or to put it, the Lord's anointed one, which, who was Jesus Christ. Amen. By the way, his Christ is not his last name. Amen. It, mean, it means anointed. So we're talking about Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. So he, he said until he saw the Lord's Christ, or the Lord's anointed, and he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, 
Then took he up in his arms and blessed God. This man has been waiting for years. <laughs> and he sees him. The day is the day. I, I can't imagine that. Simeon was probably so excited. Amen. amen. And finally, amen, because you're going to see in, this, in this, this, this prayer, he said, and he blessed God and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Now, it doesn't tell us how old he was. But I can imagine he was a man of years. And he'd been waiting years for this to happen. So when he took the child up, what's the first thing? Now I can depart. I ain't got to hang around no more. I didn't see him with God. And he said, let him depart, amen. Oh, my goodness. According to thy word, for mine eyes have seen the salv- thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Now see, that last verse is very interesting because he says a light to lighten the Gentiles because why? The Gentiles were in darkness. We were not a people. We were not accepted. We were cast aside. Amen. But when Christ came, amen, the door was opened. Amen. So the light could come unto the Gentiles. And then he says, for the glory of thy people Israel. Now here's the Here's the, the disconnect because the, the Israel, amen, and the Jewish people still don't accept Christ. Except for those who have, you know, had an experience with him. But as a whole, amen, they still, when you, 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 you look, I mean, I remember when we went to Israel and we went to the, to the Western Wall of the temple and the Jews, I mean, they gather them, they pray and they pray at the wall and they pray and they're praying for the Messiah to come. They're praying, amen, for the Lord to, to, to show up because they haven't accepted the, Christ, the fact that Christ was the Messiah and is the Messiah, amen. So they're still looking for another. And it's almost heartbreaking, amen, because their eyes have not been opened. While he opened the eyes of the Gentiles in that passage, the eyes of the Jews had been closed. And, and, but in Romans, it lets us know, amen, that the time is coming, amen, when their eyes will be opened again. And they all will be saved. Not just, not just the proselytic Jews who have accepted Christ now, but even those who don't, amen, all of them will accept him. So that, that verse there always just speaks something, amen, letting us know, amen, he is their glory whether they accept him or not at this point. He is the glory of his people Israel. Amen, and the fact that Jesus was a Jew. Amen. He was born. You know, so we understand those things as we begin to look at it. So just understand that the Holy Spirit is having his way if we would just let him. Amen. In all these places we begin to see him. Simeon, amen. Now I can I can lay down, amen, and give up this 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 life, amen, because I've seen what I needed to see and I'm ready when the resurrection comes. I can just imagine his mind, amen, what was going on. And then we go to Luke 3. Amen. Verse 21. And now all the people were baptized. And it came to pass that Jesus was also being baptized. Now this is when he came to John. When he first began his ministry, one of the first things he did, amen, was to seek out John the Baptist, his cousin. Who was out baptizing and he came up on him on the river, amen, to be baptized you know, and, and this is what we're reading here. And it came to pass that John, I mean, Jesus also being baptized and prayed 
you know, as John baptized him, and look what happened. Now, this is an int another interesting scripture. He said, and prayed, the heavens was opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And the voice a voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. Uh, Jesus had to receive the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Is, that, is, that, is that what we just read? Let's, let's look at it again. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And then when we read in Acts, which we won't go there today, we'll see, you know, that, that same kind of scenario took place. But did Jesus have to receive the Holy Ghost? So was this an example to us? A visible, physical example to us that we need to receive the Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus told him? Well, as we touched on that. And he, he told him as his disciples, as he was getting ready to go for his final ascension, he said, receive ye. The Holy Ghost. And now when Jesus came, amen, everything that we see Jesus do in Scripture is an example for us. From this point all the way through. He's setting an example, amen. He's showing us, amen. And, and understand that that flesh that was birthed by Mary, that holy thing, <laughs> as it was called in Scripture, amen. Now we see that holy thing being married up with the Holy Spirit, Amen. And the scripture talks to us about the fullness of the Godhead, you know, dwelt in him bodily, is what the scripture says. So all of God, the fullness of God, the power, the authority, all that of God was on board. But the interesting thing I find, even when I look at that, is the fact that although Jesus had all that power and authority, he walked in his humanity in the earth to show us that we could do the same with the Holy Spirit on board. We can do it, amen, so if we just trust him. But he said that he came and dwelt upon him, and he said, this is his beloved son in whom he is well pleased, amen. And in Luke 4, verses 1 and 2, amen, it says this, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan, because that's where he was baptized by John, in the Jordan. So he comes back from the Jordan, amen, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now he's been, he's shown himself, he's starting his ministry, he gets baptized as an example to us because he had no sin. So he gets baptized as an example for us, amen, and now we see the working of the Holy Spirit operating on him, amen, and in him and leading him into the desert for 40 days, amen, being tempted 40 days being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Talking about his humanity. Amen. And I won't go into all the details about, you know, the, the going back and forth with the devil. Amen. But the fact that he was led by the Holy, how many of us would allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into the desert for 40 days? You know, and, and what did he say? I mean, he had he he didn't eat anything. We have trouble with a twenty-four hour fast. 
Hello? And he talking about 40 days? And there's another passage I won't go there, but you know, he talked about he he ate or drank nothing. I'm gonna give up 40 days without you gotta have some Holy Ghost on board. Right? But see what he did, he humbled that flesh, but when he came out, hey amen, the enemy thought he was weak. So that's when the devil showed up and began to tempt him, if you be the son of God. And how many times, amen, has the enemy come to you or to me, amen, in times of our struggle and said, if you be a child of God, he come to tempt us, amen. But see, that's why it's important that we got to have a word on the inside because every time the devil tried to tell him, if you be the son of God, do this or do that, Jesus came back with the word. It is written. Do you have an it is written in your spirit for the enemy? Do you have an it is written, amen, when, when you feel like... Huh? Do you have a it is written when you feel like curse? I'm talking about them time. Do you have an it is written? Hallelujah. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Huh? Oh, bless God. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Do you have a word that you can stand on to throttle that flesh back and say, hold up. Uh-huh. I'm a child of God. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Hold- word in my mouth. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help me to keep my mouth shut. See, that's why we need him on board. Because if we don't, warning, this flesh will get out of control. And, and what happens is once, once it comes out, it's out there. It's like putting stuff on the internet. It's gone. And, I, and you forever say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't take it out of that. That's right now. That's why Pastor David says, pause. Count to ten. Call on Jesus. Holy Spirit. You know, my sin, when I, when I, you know, I, I don't have to say it as much as I used to because I think I got some of these things under control. I got this flesh thing under control, but, but I used to have to say it a long time. Jesus, keep me near the cross. I, I, keep me near the cross because I'm, I'm fitting to go off. Huh? Something about to pop off and keep me near the cross. And it was Let's invite Jesus in. When you, when you feel that, call on that Holy Spirit. Say, because when you invite Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, they're all the same. So when you invite, invite him in, he can come in and calm your crazy spirit. He can come in and get you in check, amen, when you know you're fitting to lose it. And I don't know about y'all, amen, we need the Holy Ghost. I said we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we need to call on him. We need to trust him. We need to believe him, amen, because, hey, trouble going to come our way. We just read what he told them. You're going to be beat. You're going to be taken before the councils. You're going to be talked about on your job. You're going to be passed over for the promotion because you're not in the good old boys or girls club. You know, all these things are going to happen because you're calling on the name of Jesus. But keep standing. Keep trusting. Keep yielding. And believing in him. Mm. 
Look what it says in John 7, 37. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What's that talking about? Huh? Rivers of living water. But look what he says. This, but this spake he of the Spirit. See, so when trouble comes, if you got the Holy Spirit on board, what's going to flow? Life. Amen. Because what he's saying, this bit which they had that believed on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. See, Jesus had to go in order for the Holy Spirit to come in the fullness. And I say in the fullness, that means to be poured out on everybody. Not just on a, a select few. Jesus let them know he had to go. Because remember, we talked about the fact that, that we, see, we see God in these three places, amen? We, we, we see him as the, the Father in creation, the Son in redemption, and the Holy Spirit in emanation, coming from God, filling us, operating and flowing through us. You know, see, so right now we've seen the manifestation in, of, of the creation. Now we've seen the manifestation of the redemption, and Jesus is letting them know. Now, I'm going to take you on a quick course here, and we're going to be done. Amen, because I'm looking at this, and it says this, amen, in the book of John. He said it had not been given. John, the 14th chapter, verse 16. And Jesus is talking again to his disciples, amen, as he's preparing to leave. He's preparing to be gone for his final ascension. And he says this, he says, and I will pray. Now, now follow the wording carefully in these verses, because it's going to reveal something to you. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Notice, comforter is capitalized yeah. in the text. Yeah. Amen. So it, it, it's representative of the Holy Spirit. Right. Amen. It's, it's another name for the Holy Spirit. Amen. So he said, he give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Mm. See, Jesus said, I'm only here for a short time. Right. But he said, he'll send you a comforter. Amen. Look what it says in the 26th verse. It'll make it real clear to you. Amen. He said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Okay. Both all capitalized. Whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, did you notice the switch in there? Did y'all catch it? Huh? Let's back up to 16 again. He said, he shall say, I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Right? Yes. And then we go down here, and we say, which, the Holy, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, and he shall teach you. Now, let's go to John, the next chapter, 1526. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to trick you. I'm just showing you something in the scripture here, okay? Pay attention. We're talking about the word. Working of the Holy Ghost. He said, but when the comforter is come, whom I. Now, wait a minute. The other two said the Father was going to do the sending. Right? Right? But now he said, whom I will send unto you from the Father. Now, 
See? You say, which is it? Okay. Even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he testifieth of me. Now, see, Jesus said on several occasions, the things I do, I do not, but of my Father. Right. I only do what my Father says. But now, he's saying the Spirit is coming to testify of him. Right. And then one more verse here on that, and I'm going to leave you alone. 16, verses 7 and 8 in the book of John. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for me to go that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now he said, it's expedient, it's better, it's good for me to leave. Because they, they, they didn't want him to go. But he said, as long as he was in manifesting in the flesh, talking about God, manifesting himself in the Son of Jesus Christ, his Son Jesus Christ, he said, as long as I'm here in the flesh, I can only be at one place, one time. You know, because that flesh was limited. Everybody wanted to be where Jesus was. So he said, it's better for me to go. Because when I go, now I can switch from this representation, from this you know, this role, I can switch down to the Holy Spirit. And now I can be in all of you, everywhere, no matter where you go. Amen. No matter who you are, amen, I can be on board. And he said, and, he said, <laughs> and he's coming to reprove the world. Check it. Check it. But he's got he's to find a people that's willing to yield themselves to God. He's got to find a people that is willing to believe him at his word and not struggle with it, but be ready to yield their whole life to him. Not just Sunday mornings and maybe Wednesday night for Bible study, but their whole life to him. Every waking moment, knowing that I'm no more my own, I'm bought with a price. You know, I, I've given my life. When you came to the altar or you, you bowed by your bedside, amen, I got on your knees and you said, Lord, I give my life to you. At that point, you weren't trying to hold nothing back. But you know, as we rise up and we, we start moving forward, then we start taking this back and that back and this part of my time back and this. And, and we start taking, you know, or, or, or maybe we just turn into an Indian giver and take the whole thing back. When I, I, said, I, I said I gave my life to you, you know, I'm no more my own. He said, the scripture lets us know you are no more your own. You bought with a price. He paid the price on Calvary. And now, he is not just the landlord, he is the Lord of your life. And everything you do, wherever you go, whoever you might run into, he is the Lord of your life. That's why we, we shouldn't have to fret because of what people say or what people do. Because we are in the hands of the Most High God. And he said, when you're in his hand, can't nobody pluck you out of his hand. Nobody can pluck you out of his hand. Now, maybe some people might have tried to jump out of his hand, but, you know, they, they ain't going to pluck you out. Uh, I'm starting to stop messing with y'all. But we have got to yield ourselves completely to him. The working of the Holy Spirit is all in Scripture, amen. The New Testament, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the New Testament church. 
today's church. You know, so next time I'll deal with that outpouring and how he manifested himself in such a magnificent way and he's still doing it today. Still doing it today. My last passage, amen, is coming out of Ephesians. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look what he says. Ephesians, the second chapter, starting at verse number 11, as he's talking unto the people. Paul is talking to the people. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh. You say, he's talking to now. You used to be. Okay? who are called uncircumcision, but, I mean, by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Talking about the Jews, you know. So he's saying they're calling us uncircumcised. And look what he said, that at that time you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's where we were until the Holy Spirit (laughs) came it's, but now, everybody say, but now. But now. I mean, even now. <laughs> he said, but now in Christ, ye are who, ye, ye who sometimes were far off. Does that term, remember that term, far off? He said, who sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace who hath made both one hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Amen. Another Jew and Gentile. He said the wall is gone. Amen. It's, it's, all, it's all everybody. Hath abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances for to make one in himself of twain one new man. And say the Jews and Gentiles, he just made us all one. Made us all one in his sight. I thank God for that. Amen. Oh, amen. So making so making peace and that he might reconcile both God in one body unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you, which were there it is again far off and to them which were nigh for though he but through him, I keep getting messages popping up here. Amen. Oh, what happened? Let's see. Get back to where I was. For through him, amen, talking about through Christ. Amen. We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. In this last verse he said, in whom ye also are built together for the inhabitation of God through the spirit so he wants to inhabit us he brought us from being castaways if I should say that from being uninvited 
from just being Gentiles without hope. The scripture said we were without hope and lost in the world. But the Holy Spirit came to change all that. And he made it possible for all of us to be saved. He made it possible, amen, that we could be invited in, amen, and nobody's ahead of nobody, amen, because we're all one in him, in Christ. I thank God for the working of the Holy Spirit. He came and set some things in order. He came and changed some things around, amen, and made it possible for all of us, you and I, and whosoever will, the scripture says, the far off, that was us being spoken of in scripture. The far off, amen, and now we're not so far away, are we? Thank you, God. So let's stand as we thank the Lord, amen, for his goodness, his grace, his operating in the things, amen, that he has already planned for our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And I say again, if you have not received the Holy Spirit, amen, and, and see, someone say, well, when I gave my life to the Lord, I got the Holy Spirit, uh, we're going we're gonna to deal with that next week. You don't want to miss it. Okay, you don't, you, you don't want to miss that part. Amen, because we need to have a right understanding. Amen, and time does not allow me to dig into all that in one or two <laughs> messages. But we need to understand, amen, the Holy Spirit is for you. It's a promise. Amen, if you haven't received it, you need to. If you've received it, you need to dust him. I, I'll say it like this, dust him off. I keep saying it, but it's him. You need to allow him to rise up. Allow him to speak to you on a regular. Talk to him. Hear from him. Listen to him. Amen. And allow him to direct your course. The course of your life. So if you haven't done that, I, 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 just, I just pray. I invite you, amen. We can pray with you right now. That God will open the door. Amen. That you would accept him. Don't try to figure him out. Just, just receive it. That's what, that's what Jesus told his disciples. Just receive it. You got to figure out all the ins and outs. That'll come in time. You know, old songs say we'll know by, in the by and by. We'll understand all these things. But for right now, amen. So let's bow our heads. I just want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for the operation of your spirit in our lives, God, and in the earth today. And we ask you, Lord, to move upon each one of us. Lord, those that have, have received of your spirit, God, let us not deny you access to our lives. But let us be humble, Lord. Let us be willing. Let us be yielded. Help us to be obedient unto your spirit. Lord, and all the things that you would have us to do and how you would have us to do them. God, and for those that have not received that, Lord, we pray, God, that they would open their hearts to receiving them, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. God, that you would move upon us. Lord, that you would have your way in them. Lord, that you would take them from belief to knowing. Hallelujah. Because of that experience, that, 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 that one-of-a-kind experience with you, God. So we thank you, Lord. We pray for this word as it goes out. Lord, that it's opening understanding, God, and breaking down paradigms, God, and revealing truth, revealing your word, revealing the working of the Holy Spirit in the earth today. We thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you don't have a church home and you want to become a part of Living Faith, we invite you to come. Amen.